Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite On Fishing, where your next catch is only a cast away. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to another installment of Anger Chronicles. This is Ron. I'll be filling in for Sergio today, and I know it'll be fun. That's what we always do. So, getting started here. Um, okay, I see everybody. So, in the studio with me, I have the Mac Attack, Andrew Mack. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, everybody. And I have a rare guest in studio. He calls every week, but... Uh, and it's good to see a smiling, clean-shaven face. <laughs> good morning, Oliver, from Fishing Syndicate's Custom Rods. Good morning, Ron and Andrew. Where is Sergio? Sergio's morning, Sergio, in, if you're out there listening. He is in Bay of L.A. Good for him. I see that. that. That Him and Ben are both down there, and they're filming it. Uh, I had some stuff to take care of, so I didn't get to go. I got Rick down there with him as well. Oh. Uh, yeah, we... We had an opportunity to get them out there, so uh, I've been seeing some of these fish that they're posting. Yeah. You know, I'm jelly, but hey, we got some bluefin up here, so. We do. We got lots of bluefin. We'll get to that in a little bit. And then on the other areas of the world, we have Mr. Steve Carson, and good morning, Steve. I don't say it as other areas of the world, say <laughs> out of this world. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mr. Out of this world, the alien himself. Mr. Steve Carson. And, and good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Steve. So, and I know we all, you had uh, some fishing that we'll get to, and we'll talk about all that later, but normally we start with uh, Andrew's uh, freshwater report. And, of course, we, we got to mention Tony. Tony's probably has a good reason for missing today because he's in uh, Lake Elsinore, which I will be there later this a- afternoon at the uh, Kids Derby Kids event down at Lake Elsinore today. Later this morning? Yep. Later this morning. Right when we're done here, we get in the car and zoom, Andrew and I are going to head out there. So, Andrew, you ready to go? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, okay. yeah, so we'll uh, we'll turn around to that derby here in a little bit. Um, so we're going to start off at uh, Santa Ana River Lakes. Uh, Santa Ana River Lakes, uh, they're done for trout for the season. Uh, now they're stocking uh, catfish uh, with the better size in like three to four pound range. Um, but it's a full truckload. I know that uh, some lakes are only stocking, you know, five, six hundred pounds. Some are maybe getting a thousand pounds, but Santa Ana River Lakes are committed every week to a full truckload. The action has been pretty much wide open come Friday, you know, Saturday night if you're doing the 24-hour fishing pass. Um, I mean, that evening bite, you know, it's been really good on cut baits, uh, mackerel, uh, you know, dipped in the Cajun sauce for bite on Cajun. Uh, shrimp, you know, all that stuff. Guys are getting them on the big lake. They're getting them on the small lake there in the corner. Uh, they're, I mean, pretty much all around the, each lake, they're showing up on the catfish. That's so been really good. Uh, from there, we go to uh, Mountain Lakes. Uh, Mountain Lakes, uh, they've also started uh, stocking catfish uh, since last week. 
Um, they're doing a thousand pounds a week, um, five hundred pounds in each lake. And again, those fish are, are biting good early in the morning, uh, evening time. Usually the best time to catch them. Uh, but you know, usually throughout the day, there's a couple guys that are still getting them. You know, they're focusing on like the uh, the the bubblers out there. Anything with shade. Um, typically, when the sun's you know right above. And uh, those catfish are trying to find some, you know, cool shade and stuff like that. So if you aim at those spots to cast, um, typically you'll get them from there. Uh, now from there we have uh, the the San Bernardino Regional Parks, which makes up of Cucamonga Guasti, Glen Helen, Yucaipa, Mojave Narrows, and Parado. Uh, they're all stocking uh, every week uh, 575 pounds of fish. Um, and the, the fish have been biting there as well. I mean, right now, catfish, catfish in Southern California... You know, if you want some catfish nuggets, I mean, it's the time to go get them. Uh, like I said, they're biting on the cut baits. A couple guys are getting them on night crawlers, uh, you know, dipped in sauce. Some some guys are getting them on uh, the M&M combo, which is uh, marshmallow mealworms. Um, but again, if you're using that, that extra attractant, you know, like the Cajun sauce, it helps a lot. Um, let's see. So from there, uh, you got Fisherman's Retreat in Redlands. Um, they're also stocking weekly. Um, and the fish, again, they're, they're biting on that cut baits. Um, typically with catfish, you know, you, you want to throw your line out there, get a you know decent uh, you know spinning rod, you know, or spinning setup. You don't need anything special with catfish. Um, but what I do recommend is to show up with you know six to maybe eight pound test. Um, there's no reason to show up with 40, 50 pound test. You know, mono. I mean, I know some guys fish uh, you know straight braid, you know, because it's a little bit you know thinner in diameter. Um, but typically. The lighter line, you're going to get more bites um, with catfish. Some people say, oh, it doesn't matter. But, I mean, there's many times at the lake, you know, when I'll be there with six to eight-pound test, and I have a limit, and the guy's over there with 30 to 40-pound test, you know, with a you know, 15-foot rod or whatever, and, you know, he's got one or two. So, I mean, there's, there's some things you can, you know, definitely uh, correct for catfish. Now, if you're in the market for, well, I shouldn't say in the market, but if you're looking for, you know, rainbow trout still, there's still some areas in Southern California that you can go, and uh, they've been biting very well. One of those areas is Big Bear Lake. Uh, Big Bear Lake, uh, the troll, or the troll, is definitely taking uh, taking taking the bite away um, as far as catching the most, uh, getting the bigger fish. Um, a lot of guys are going about two miles an hour on their boat. Uh, they're trolling uh, flicker shads. They're um, usually you know in that pink color. The bright colors are doing very well. Uh, typically in about 30 to 40 feet behind the boat if you're using just straight mono. Um, if you are using lead core, I would say uh, probably about two colors of lead core with like a 10-foot leader uh, would be just fine as well. Good thing with lead core is you can fish two rods on top of each other. Basically, you'll have the lead core rod, and it's going to hold your bait, you know, a couple feet lower than you would, you know, uh, with just a straight mono setup. Um, so if you got two people on your boat and you're fishing four rods, it's possible to do it without, you know, getting line tangles and all that stuff. Um, now from there, you have a Green Valley Lake, which they stocked uh, two weeks ago for their trout opener. Um, then I saw some good ones caught, you know, recently, some five, six pounders uh, mixed in. So, I mean, you know, Green Valley, they, they usually, they typically do this where they stock only during the summer. Uh, they stay, you know, they don't do it during the wintertime. So, I mean, pretty much all year, if you're going to go to the San Bernardino Mountains, you know, you get a good chance of, uh, of trout. And then, of course, you know, if you have lake access to Lake Arrowhead, uh, they've been doing very well, you know, trolling for trout. They have a, a lot of rainbows still in there, some lightnings mixed in. But what uh, Lake Arrowhead did, uh, actually the start of this year, um, they started stocking brown trout. 
and uh, they've had a couple stockings already of browns, and uh, the fish are getting bigger. I've seen them, uh, you know, in like probably about that 18-inch uh, mark there, maybe even a little bit bigger than that, but same thing. I mean, you know, if you're trolling, jigs, anything like that, you'll get them over there at Lake, El- uh, Lake Arrowhead, but remember, you got to have, you know, your private access to get in there. And then, of course, you have Lake Gregory, um, who who's pretty much done stocking. Uh, well, they haven't announced any stocking coming up. Typically, they'll start in like September, t- uh, September, um, September, October for trout. Uh, but there's still plenty of trout in there, and uh, guys are getting them. Now, from there, we're gonna go uh, tr- uh, over to the desert. You know, we got a Palmdale fin and feather. Um, Palmdale, um, they're not stocking trout anymore, but it seems like every day there's guys that are going out there that are still getting them. There's that many fish still in the lake. I mean, they stock, uh, what, it, what is it, Ron? Do you remember? It was like 190,000 90, pounds. 90,000 pounds of trout. I mean, and there's probably, I would say, probably thirty to 40,000 pounds still swimming around in that lake, along with, you know, the epic bass fishing that's over there. You know, you got, uh, now they're going to they're gonna stock catfish. Um, they're going to have uh, uh, their night events uh, going to start. They usually have it uh, like once a month for the night events. And then, you know, you also have the carp, too. Um, one thing about uh, Fin and Feather is they have what they call a carp derby. So it's not like an official, you know, one-day event. What it is is basically you catch a carp or you catch multiple carp. You go get it weighed in over there at the tackle store. And then uh, whoever has the most pounds for the month will get, uh, I believe it's a $100 um, uh, discount on their, uh, on their next year's um, renewal. So I mean it's that's pretty good stuff there, and then yeah, uh, I believe a good incentive. yeah it's a great incentive. <laughs> so from that so <clears throat> so from there we're gonna go to uh, Silverwood Lake, um, Silverwood you know again the schooling stripers over by the inlet over by where they let the water out they've been showing very consistent on cut baits on uh, on anchovies cut you know sardines, um, and then you know guys that are trolling for them are also getting you know the better size in like that three to four pound class. But what they're doing is they're actually trolling with lead core in the middle of the lake and then feathers. So let's say they're throwing, I believe they're throwing about three to four colors behind their boat of lead core. You know, again, a 10-foot leader. Um, and then they're using like a feather jig, which is going to keep it just in that right zone uh, from there. So let's see. So from there, uh, we have uh, Irvine Lake. Um, Irvine, uh, they, they had their catfish stock already. Um, but the catfish, the holdovers, the one from many years ago, they're getting a lot of bigger fish. But one thing about Irvine Lake is if you're going to look for catfish, get a nice little chunk of mackerel and don't throw it in like, you know, just, just toss it 10 feet out. What a lot of guys, and they're finding the bigger ones, is they're chucking this bait right in the middle of the weeds. So they're using, you know, 40, 50-pound braid, and they're throwing this thing in the thickest weeds there, and they're letting it get to the bottom with a nice, good-sized weight. And once they hook up, I mean, you know, part of the fight is just pulling them out of that that cover there, but that's where the catfish, you know, have been uh, hanging out. So from there we have, uh, let's see, we have uh, Lake Kawea. Now Lake Kawea, uh, they have a stock on June 10th. Um, now what is cool about that is their stock, they have a derby. Uh, the derby is going to be on uh, Saturday, June 11th. Um, it's, uh, uh, it's, I think, believe it cost uh, 15 bucks to enter. And then, um, let's see, and then uh, it's going to be a $1,500 cash uh, prize for the, first, uh, for the first place adult. Um, DVO, uh, Julian over there, the one that runs DVO, um, he's personally with their company. They're stocking a thousand pounds 
I actually have. Um, uh -huh. Go ahead and to, uh, queue up uh, Julian. Ooh. Oh, Julian. Oh, yeah, he's, he's on actually the on the line. Who I get? Oh, I, this one guy. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Oliver. Okay. <laughs> Are you there? Hey, good morning, Julian. We were just starting to talk about your lake. So. Okay. Go ahead and share what's going on out there. You got it. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Go ahead okay. and hit it. Good old, good old Desert Valley Outdoors. What we got out there is our uh, overnight catfish derby. It's going to be this coming Saturday, June 11th, from 5 p.m. to 6 a.m. Sunday morning. $1,500 adult uh, first place with the heaviest catfish. Now, we do have flatheads in there. Uh, biggest I've seen come out is a 50-pounder. Okay, well, um, what time does it kick off today? No, it's coming, uh, this coming Saturday. Oh, this coming Saturday. Okay, a week from today. Yes, sir. All right, yeah. so um, uh, are there any prize stock fish that are tagged or anything? Um, there's not going to be any tagged uh, stock catfish, but I do have a bounty on one. I've caught a 28-pounder about a month and a half ago. That has kind of a little, um, so to say, a, a hair lip, so to say. And there's a bounty on that one. There's going to be a hundred dollar bounty cash right there on the spot. So, do you have a thumbprint for that catfish, or how do we tell it? Did you take DNA? Do we take DNA so we know it's him? <laughs> do we have a thumbprint? Do we have a thumbprint on that catfish? Yeah. What, what's the bounty on it? Well, uh, it's going to be a hundred dollar cash. Well, there you go. And I think what happened is. When I went to go set my hook, you know, for my, uh, with my fishing syndicate rod, I think I might have messed him up just a tad. <laughs> so, so Julian, you you said this catfish is marked on the lips. Well, what happened? It, it's got a little deformity right there on on the corner of his mouth. Oh, okay. It's it's very it's very distinct. You know, it's kind of. Kind of like me a little bit. I'm very distinct. Yeah, he beat me to we'll that one. Well, yeah. I, I remember seeing, you know, I remember seeing a picture of the one that you're holding there, and I, I, I believe you gave it a kiss, and, and now there's something on the lip there. Does it have a big belly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I try to turn into a princess, you know? Oh, like, there you go. I had to follow suit. Yeah, that, yep. Okay, well, we're not going to go any further with the discussion of kissing. Right. But, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, so what kind of a rod are you using from Fishing Syndicate? Oliver knows it's all too well. Oh, no. I'm probably the only guy that takes my saltwater gear. And oh, okay. But I'm, ch I'm chasing those 40-pound flatheads. 50 pound flatheads you know i'm chasing the big boys so so not, julian not necessarily the stalkers at the county parts you know so <laughs> so julian I, I don't know if you if you know steve duncan uh buckman he uh he was uh in san diego yesterday when i got in uh on the outrider he's friends with uh, jeff spofford on the outrider um and he catch, uh, he fishes catfish uh tournaments you know he goes to arizona and all that you know mm -hmm. what i'm talking about yep. so what is the first thing he says when he sees me we need a catfish rod. And I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> and he goes into this whole spiel. And I'm like, you know what, Steve? Because I've known Steve for you know for about two decades. I used to fish with him uh, with Tommy Lee on uh -huh. the Freedom. I said, you know what? Got it. That that was the one guy that could sway me to, okay, now we're going to make a catfish rod. But he wants it to be like that S-class <laughs> rod. That color, I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, and yeah, does you know, he also want it to glow in the dark? 
Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, um, so there, you, 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 you catfish syndicate have won the battle. <laughs> catfish syndicate. Catfish syndicate. Oh, that's perfect. Oh yeah. Yeah, Bugman yeah. actually was the one that won the uh, the Elsinore Derby. Yeah, he won the Dream yeah. Extreme. Yeah. The Dream Extreme. Yeah. So he's okay. already giving me the yeah. specs on what he what he wants to see. Okay, well, you know, it, you just ask Oliver, and he always delivers. So you know. What can I say? I got a strong arm into it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I've been in Oliver's ear about it. I like giving Oliver a hard time, that's for sure. Okay, so uh, anything else you got? I want to move on here. Um, Registration is going to be from uh, 1 to one to uh, midnight, just because folks do work. So feel free to come out. $15 cash to enter the cash pot. Um, $10 at the gate. Middle County needs their, their funds. And um, we will have a taco man. We'll have a DJ from 1 to 5. And uh, we're going to have a band plan uh, from 3 to 4 o'clock. Cool. That sounds good. Yeah. If you need any more information, come see me at Yellow Martin Indio. And um, you can call me at 760-698-5256. Okay. Thank you, sir, very, very much for that report and, uh, next weekend. So call call us. Uh, you can call us next weekend to see how it's going and then the following okay. weekend and see how everything went. You got it. I appreciate it, gentlemen. Okay. Good luck out there. Have a good have a good day and keep Oliver away from those donuts. It's too late. <laughs> Talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, yeah, that was Lake Cahuilla, uh with uh, Julian checking in. Um, so now from Lake Cahuilla, we're going to go uh, a little bit north um, to the uh, to the Sierras. I actually uh, just spent the weekend out there um, at the Sierras. We uh, we fished Grant Lake, and then uh, we tried Silver Lake, but, you know, the wind was blowing about 35, 40 miles an hour. And uh, so that was a no-go. And then a few other lakes, uh, definitely the same story, uh, the weather. Um, but we ended up making our way down to Bishop. And, uh, you know, that was kind of our last stop on our way home. Um, and then uh, from Bishop, you know, we like, checked a couple normal spots and nothing. All right, well, you know, maybe we're not going to really get them this trip. And then the last spot I came up there and I looked down and, and they must have just stocked them the week, the week prior because... I mean, there was trout everywhere. There were there was kids up there. They were you know they were they were getting excited. They were catching them. You know, uh, my wife and you know then uh, my buddy's kids were catching them. I mean, it was it was pretty exciting stuff. You know, to see some some good trout action there. I did notice though a lot of the water up there is down really low. Yeah. Um, like uh, Lake Sabrina, um, it's pretty much cut in half. Uh, there's like <laughs> pretty much an island out in the middle of it. Uh, that separates, you know, both sides of it. Um, but the trout are there. You just got to put in the work and and keep on looking for them. Um, you know, if you're looking for the bigger fish, I would say uh, stick to the resorts like Silver Lake, you know, Convict Lake, stuff like that. Because uh, the resorts, they're actually paying for their own fish to be stocked, um, not you know, not by the state. And that's pretty much the same thing around Lee Vining. Um, you know, we went to the tackle store up there. And uh, they have every every spot in, in Lee Vining area. They have a um, it's called a um, just like a trout stock donation box, yep. and that's what they're all asking for. Hey, you know, throw a couple of dollars in. It goes into you know us paying for our own fish so we can stock the creek and you know different things like that. So I mean, other than that, I mean, I know that uh, the Upper Owens uh, they've had or I think they started uh, seeing the cutthroats. <coughs> um, they're in their spawning colors. Um, so if you do happen to catch a cutthroat. I highly recommend, you know, take a nice photograph and let it go. You know, be very careful with it. You know, um, a lot of guys, you know, when they say, oh, you know, we're going to catch and release, 
you know, they'll do different things, you know, keep your fingers out of the gills, have your hands wet, you know, all that good stuff, get a nice picture and get it back in the water to, yeah, to and continue. don't don't use a towel to hold a fish, yeah. please, because mm-hmm. that takes the scales off of them and they die pretty quickly, so um, all yeah, right. definitely. So from there, we'll come back down to uh, to our favorite lake. Uh, that's Lake Elsinore. Well, um, well. Speaking of that, and uh, you know, um, how how long before the break? <clears throat> okay, so let's bring on uh, one of our favorite people who calls the show almost every week, and that would be Jonathan Oliver Skinner. I call him Joss J O S. Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning, everybody. How are you guys doing? Good. We're getting ready to talk about the lake, and I thought none better than the person that uh, pretty much is in charge of, out there. So, hit. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Yeah, I thought so. I appreciate that, Ryan. Uh, good morning. Good Daddy morning. Mac, Mac Daddy and <laughs> Mr. King Oliver, the maker of the, of the catfish run. Uh, yeah, just hang on a second. I believe we're going to go to break, right? Um, we're having a problem here in the music, so hang on just a second, Jonathan. Keep that thought, and we'll be right back. This is Angels Radio on AM 830 KLAA. Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat, out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AMA 30. All right, everybody, welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. And we were just getting ready to talk to our favorite lake and our one of our favorite people. Jonathan, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. So I'm walking around uh, 
as you know, we got a little event this morning. Yeah, tell us all about it. Well, for me, it was like Christmas. So I couldn't sleep. So I've been there since 4 o'clock, walking the shore. And, uh, you know, we uh, today we have our annual kids fishing derby, which unfortunately is, is all sold out, which fortunately or unfortunately it's all sold out. So, unfortunately, you know, you can't come down and sign up, but you can come down and see a really great event. So we really want to give a big shout-out to the city of Lake Elsinore, the Riverside County um, Parks and Recreation District, Tony Williams from Bidon, and everybody else. Team 57, I can't forget those guys. They're going to be here today. They've been calling us all week, so very, very excited about it. Starts at 7.30, ends at 10.30. We stopped 3,500 pounds of of uh, catfish this year. We actually did a little surprise, and we did about 550 pounds of bass. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that, that, we were that's... able to get a really good deal at the last minute. So I guess uh, I guess if I tried to come down there and sign up, I'm actually not going to come down right after the show, but um, Andrew and I will both be there. Um, so I can't sign up and catch the bass? <laughs> well, unfortunately not. And the thing is, the bass are going to be intense and release. Right. Because, you know, we want those, you know, we do, you know, we always practice CPR, catch, photograph, and release. Uh, or just what would be catch, photograph, photograph, weigh, and release. And the catfish, we're going to limit the number that the, that the, uh, the, the kids can take. We've had some challenges in the past with, you know, parents coming out there and they're trying to feed their entire family of 50 and they're, and they're pulling stuff out so we're, we're really going to crack down on that. Um, I'm out here and, you know, we had some wind come out. Come out and it looks like it pushed the, the net a little farther out. So we are going to be a, uh, working with uh, uh, Tony and the crew to see if we're going to allow the parents to at least help, help them cast out that they would have to reel it in. Yeah. And the only fishes that, that, that count are the ones the kids reel in. Again, it's a kids fishing derby, not an adult fishing derby. Well, hey. you know, only only hearing on Angler Chronicles when you can hear all the live action going on, when you can hear mm-hmm. the wind, we can hear everything going on. <laughs> um, I, you guys do such a great job out there, you know, and, and like we keep saying, it is a – I just talked to somebody um, yesterday. I had a little procedure uh, done, and um, they said that they went out to Lake Elsinore. This is one, uh, one of the uh, um, nurses and said that she and her husband went out to Lake Elsinore, listens to our show, and she brought it up because I had my hat on. And um, they went out there for the first time in 20 years. <laughs> and she said that they actually now are looking for a piece of property. So well, that's that. She couldn't believe it. She she actually fell in love with Launch Point. Well, you know the the city, uh, you know, and especially with our city management, you know, Jason Simpson's our, our city manager. Then you know we have our council mayor. Um, <coughs> excuse me, Mayor uh, Tim Sheridan, uh, uh, Vice Mayor, basically Mayor Pro Tim Natasha Johnson, and you have of course Bob Catfish McGee, who's out here more than I am fishing um you got Brian Tisdale and you got Steve Manos 
And from the very beginning, I've been here for like almost what eight years, Ron. When yep. I first met you guys, yep, they have always been a proponent of this lake yes. and making the lake the best that it can be. And and that goes along with with Launch Point. I mean, this facility is amazing. We have over 180 full service campsites. So we take anything from your little travel trailer up to the Class A's. If you don't have that, we have these beautiful yurts. And yeah. if people don't know what they are, they're basically soft-sided cabins, and they're all themed. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then if you don't want to go that route, then we actually have our vintage village, which are vintage trailers from, like, the 60s or the 50s all the way up to the 80s. So it's, it's, yeah. it's a pretty unique and special place, and, and we're so glad that um, Angler Chronicles has been with us through this entire journey. Well, you know, no, we're we're honored, and you know, I've seen it first class, like uh, firsthand. Like I said, I I used to race my boat out there, and from from then till now is a completely, it, it's a it's a million percent turnaround. And uh, you know, you mentioned the uh, um, vintage village. You know, guys, when they say that 1935 uh, Airstream. Um, let me. It, it's modern. It's up to date. It's all the amenities. It's 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 first class. And get out there. You, you, you can't go wrong. It, it, it's pretty cool that they have a park um, for the kids vintage. Park, yeah. Well, the, the, the vintage stuff that you know pretty much was made before I was born. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like fifteen or? <laughs> I was born in '86. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was already out of high school and lost my first job by then. I was in college at that time. Jesus. It's no been kidding. a long time, six feet under that dirt. <laughs> but, but, anyways, yeah, so, Jonathan, do you okay. still need uh, volunteers? No, we're good with volunteers. Okay. You know who's really stepped up is, is um, uh, Team 57. Uh, they've been hitting up Tony, and, you know, Rick Kizzy's coming out. And Steve Budman, I mean, we got celebrity anglers, catfishers coming out um, that are going to be out here to help the kids. Um, the way we, and I, I got inside for you, Ron, so you don't have to hear the wind. Okay. Um, <laughs> they, uh, Team 57 uh, is going to be here helping, you know, set up kids' rigs, uh, untangling lines, uh, you know, helping with the weighing, of course. Um, and, uh, so we're, we're really good. We're really good. I think we've got Super. probably about 10 or 10 or 12 of those guys coming. In addition to some anglers, you mentioned uh, people loving the lake. I, I, I fish out here, as you know, quite a bit. And one of the anglers I always talk to, he's like, hey, I heard you're having the, uh, that kids derby tomorrow. You mind if I come by and help? I'm like, please do. The guy's a, the guy's a, 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 a catfish aficionado, so it'll be really good. So we're really excited about what's happening. I'm really excited about... You and uh, Mac Daddy, Daddy Mac coming down too. Oh, you know, yeah. Oliver, I, I, I don't wait Oliver coming down. Well, I excused Oliver <laughs> because he had another business thing to do, and he was very gracious enough to come in here and keep me company in the studio. You know, if, if he hadn't have done that, I would have been lonely. Hey, shout out to uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, Team 51, uh, 57, <laughs> Dan 51. <laughs> Dan 51, Team 57. Okay, hey, guys. Uh, I hear the music. We're we're back on track now, so let's go to break. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA, and we'll be right back, and we'll finish up. Radio. AM 
AM 830. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose baits, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. All right, everybody, welcome back. And as you can tell, I picked the music. So wake up. Steve Carson, wake up. I'm going to come to you in a few minutes. We'll get going on the salty part of the show. And are you still awake, Steve? I am still awake. Yeah, you've I've been, been awake for three days. <laughs> you've, you've been so patient. So, uh, all uh, Jonathan, go ahead and let's finish up. And I can't wait to get out and see you. Well, I, I want to thank uh, Big Dan F from from uh, uh, from uh, Team Fifty Seven. Man, he's been rallying people for the last month, and it's paying off. And it's just going to be a great day. It's windy out here, a little overcast. So there will be those who may not come, but I think we're going to have a really good turnout. And, uh, you know, get a chance. You need to come down to Launch Point and come down to Lake Elsinore. We have so many different things going on. Actually, we have a conference, uh, not a conference, conference, a concert series here at Launch Point, which is going to be a free concert for those um, who want to come down. On a, they're on the Thursdays in July. And uh, have a good time over here at Launch Point. Uh, I'm. I'll be there. Uh, yeah, that's on. When when it starts, when? It is going to be. It's the first Thursday. Was all the Thursdays in July for July's Parks and Recreation Month. Oh, so uh, it's going to be pretty pretty exciting. And it's going to be at Launch Point. 
Yes, it is. Oh, cool. Yes, it is. Yeah. So cool. what I'll do is I'll go ahead and post some uh, information on it. It's in the evenings, so it's going to be pretty, pretty awesome. Is that Tony? Tony, I'm on the radio with the guy. <laughs> oh, he says, oh, we can hear it. Me is. Okay, yeah. we got to go now. Bye. No, I'm just... <laughs> But you guys, thank you so much for the support and everything. Uh, Love you guys. Ryan, they, they, he left a good job, a guy in charge. Uh, Andrew Mack, if you want to get out of the ground, yeah. you better step we, up your game today, bro. Yeah, we let him we let him peek his head up out of, out of the ground just for it this morning because, you know, I needed some help, and I didn't want to – if it hadn't been for Oliver and Andrew, I would have been all alone. Yeah. And, um, and it probably been a lot nicer, but it's okay. We, we got it covered. They, they bailed me out, so – um, hey, you know I would have been there too, Rod. I, I know that, but you have a lot on your plate right now, and I can't wait to get out there and see. see there's nothing like the smile of a kid that caught his first fish. Oh, definitely. There's nothing like it. There will be nothing better. Mm-hmm. So, well, listen, you guys have a great show. I'll be listening. And how do we um, get a hold of the lake and uh, you know, for any camping, anything like that that we want to do? Okay, so the best way to do it is, is on our website. Uh, the Launch Point website is www launch uh dash point and it's p-o-i-n-t-e dot com if you want to find out information about the city please hit us up at www.lake-elsinore.org cool thank you joss jonathan oliver skinner i love you man you you be you be good be safe and i'll see you in about hour and a half um go ahead andrew yeah, so um, that's that's Lake Elsinore. That's pretty much uh, all of freshwater. But I do want to talk about one more thing, and Steve Carson, I'm sure, knows a lot about this. Uh, Lake Tahoe, uh, they just announced that they're stocking 100,000 catchable Lahotian cutthroat trout. Now, this is the native fish to Lake Tahoe. And for, I mean, I would say, what, 100 years it's been since, uh, since they've been able to stock them, get them in the lake. You know, I remember back in, uh, I was reading a story out in the early 1900s. I mean, these fish were 30, 40, you know, 40 pounds or so um, swimming around the lake. And then, uh, uh, you know, back then is when they built the dam. So it cut off the, uh, uh, the, uh, you know, the hatchery and all that stuff. And then um, now they're starting to stock them again. So that's pretty significant stuff to California. Um, Steve, you know anything about that? Well, yeah, they just made an announcement. And um, it, it, it's on the surface of it, it seems really good. I'm a little bit nervous so yeah. far. Maybe I'm being nervous, Nelly. Um, that's been known to happen. Uh, you know, when you get into situations where you have a lake that's got a you know a very established population of non-native species and that's pretty much everything that's in there rainbow trout non-native to, to that area brown trout non-native brook trout non-native um of course tahoe now even has large mouth and smallmouth bass in the uh, in the keys area uh the famous lake trout aka mackinaw trout in lake tahoe non-native all of it's non-native now they're trying to get the original native species reestablished which is a very cool species. Um, I'm just a little tiniest bit nervous that somewhere in the future there could be some severe fishing restrictions put, uh, you know, put on in the name of making sure that the native species gets established. And uh, you're, you know what? I mean, I, I applaud the effort, but you're never ever going to have 
a uh, an original condition Lake Tahoe. It has just been more like 150 years yeah. of people messing with it. It is what it is. Yep. So yep. Um, uh, go out there, catch them. They're an awesome fish. They're great looking. Uh, I think the record was 41 pounds back in the day. They literally used to migrate like salmon up and down the Truckee River. And uh, it, just if they can get that done a little bit, that would that would be just a great thing for tourism, for fishing in general. And, um, yeah, so we'll just have to see what happens. <clears throat> yeah, that, go ahead. That's uh, that's one thing about, you know, you're saying restrictions. Um I'm just curious if it's going to be just like how Pyramid Lake does it, where it's barbless yeah. hooks. You know, it's a, a, a catch and release for the most part. I mean, you're able to keep one fish over 24 inches, and you can heap a, a, a two between that 17 to 20 uh, inch range. They have like a slot limit on there. But I mean, if you see how you know Pyramid Lake, I mean Pyramid Lake, it attracts anglers from all over the world. I mean, these guys are coming from every every basically corner of the earth. People are coming to catch these giant Lahotian cutthroats. And I think as far as Tahoe is concerned, once these fish get to a certain point, you know, we might have uh, two lakes that are that are now getting those fish. And, I mean, it could be great things for the fishing community, for the city, I mean, for everything. Yes, absolutely. Like I say, a great, great fish. But <laughs> uh, not to be skeptical, right. but with, uh, with, with Pyramid, you have uh, the tribal management of everything mm-hmm. that has to do with, with the lake. Limits, seasons, uh, you know, tackle restrictions, et cetera. And they, you know, they, and they all make sense for, uh, you know, for the benefit of all. Uh, when you have, uh, with Tahoe, you have two different states, number one, with jurisdiction over the fisheries. And uh, not, uh, certainly one of those states, which is California, not always known to, be, uh, to, to make decisions in the favor of anglers. Like I say, nothing's happened yet. Um, maybe I'm being nervous, Nelly, but just kind of going in with my eyes wide open. Yeah, I, I, I was I, once he, once he said that, and I read the report, and I I kind of just cringed a little bit because it's going to be really interesting to see how the two states um, try to bit, work this out. So. Yeah, exactly. And did you hear what Steve also said? Just to you know, he said there was a Mackinac trout. Yeah. Just saying, I might have my own trout. <laughs> rim shot, rim shot. That's, a, that's straight out of a lounge on the Nevada side of Lake Tahoe. Yeah. Okay, so um, go ahead and let's wrap this up. Let's get into this some salt here. Yeah, uh, I, I think I hear the music. So. Oh, we do. Yeah, yeah. good good ears. All right, everybody. Uh, we're going to go to pause one more time here. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA, and we will be right back. Angels Radio, AM 830. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. 
The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio. AM 830. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830, KLAA. And as we were talking, uh, you guys want to finish up, uh, Stephen? Uh, yeah, as far as freshwater, I mean, that pretty much covers it. You know, you got catfish. Bat, uh, trout, you know, the bass are doing real well um, in a heavier cover, uh, hanging on structure. You got the crappie showing up. I mean, there's there's options for uh, fishing and freshwater. But, yeah, let's go to salt. Well, I want to say one thing. Um, I will be making a trip up to the Sierras uh, here in the next, uh, I believe, uh, four weeks. Mm. And I want to get some of the, the trout fishing. I want to look at a couple of things up there as well. Um, uh, I have some friends that are going to meet me up there. It's the same eight guys. I went 21 straight years up there in opening day. Nice. We're going to move it a little bit and head up there. And, you know, I know the lakes are all down, but there still is fantastic fishing. And like uh, Andrew said, if you head down to the lower Owens, uh, the streams are um, kind of narrowing a little bit, but there's plenty of fish out there. Uh, they're not huge, but they're fun. And, you know, um, I always use barbless hooks when I go down there. So with that said, Steve, you want to start with uh, what you've been doing? Um, we or we, Oliver can, you know, which, who, who wants to go first? Uh, you know, we'll head off into the salt area here now, and there's so much going on right now. Um, well, you know what? Let me, let me tell you that uh, Sergio posted a fish, and they've already – did you see the picture of the Cabrilla? If you want to go to Angler, uh, Friends of Angler Chronicles – and he shows the cabrilla that he caught the first day. Pretty nice looking fish, if you want to, if I say so myself. And uh, you know, uh, just ignore the guy holding it. <laughs> um, but wow, what a good looking fish! If you guys want to check it out, go to uh, Friends of Angler Chronicles on Facebook. Um, obviously, they're doing real well. And then down below, they have a couple of friends that are down there with them, and they're holding some yellowtails. So. Check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, you know, they're having a good day. Today's uh, day uh, three. Well, actually two, really, because they didn't fish the first day. So uh, we should be seeing more pictures. So throughout the weekend and stuff, uh, check out Angler, uh, Friends of Angler Chronicles. So let's let's uh, start with uh, Steve. I, I'm out of superlatives. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what I can even say about the fishing in San Diego. How it's been the last couple weeks. Uh, I just got off a, a two-and-a-half-day trip on the Searcher, which was phenomenally excellent. Uh, was it the best fishing I've ever had in my life? 
maybe. I, you know, I, I, I don't really know. I'm old. Sometimes I forget what happened. Um, and, and it wasn't just us. And it, it wasn't just me, like, oh, I had a, a lucky secret lure, which, by the way, I did. But, <laughs> but it, it's a combination of an unprecedented run of fish, absolutely unprecedented, certainly in the history of California, if not you know, all the United States, you know, maybe someplace exotic like Hawaii or, uh, you know, the Florida Keys has had something similar to this, just an absolute invasion of, 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 of large, larger than ever fish. And, um, of course, in San Diego, they're blessed with a great, um, you know, an, uh, call it an armada, a fleet of boats, skilled crew. And finally, and and everybody, you know, on this show needs to take some credit, give them give themselves a little pat on the back. I'm reaching around, I'm patting myself a little bit on the back. Yep. Of getting John Q. Public, you know, who's notoriously tough to get off the dime, to get proper tackle to catch yeah. these fish. You know, I was I was talking with Oliver um, uh, earlier about once again. You know, we're here, and I had three captains call me this week because they knew I was going to be doing the show instead of calling Sergio. And they said, "Please, beg these people to be to bring the right tackle because, like you just said, the fish of a lifetime is out there waiting for you right now. And you, I, like you said, superlatives. It's amazing. Nobody can understand it. And yes, we've had some people that have gone out and 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 not gotten any, which is rare right now." But you know how finicky bluefin are, and what's what we're going after, and you, you got this opportunity. Hit it. You know, there, there, there's there's always a few exceptions. Um, part of the part of something that that's if, if it could be called difficult. I'm not even sure that's true. On the multiple day trips, is it's a 24 hour fishing cycle, and you have to be ready. Yeah. Because the fish could bite at any time in the 24 hour you know clock and some people um they might have restricted night vision they can't they can't be out on the deck safely you know in the dark even though the 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 decks are well lit some people just have that you know kind of a vision issue um if the weather's up a little bit um i'm sure not sure somebody that that can't can't stand properly upright on a on a pitching deck should even be out there um you know there's a few excuses but very very few i agree um and, and the landings do rent proper tackle, and I got into a few. How do we put? It, how do we put this gently? Lively discussions <laughs> with with people that just did not want to get the proper tackle because let's face it, it's not cheap, and renting it is not even cheap. But get the, they they say, well, way way back in the day, whenever that was, I caught plenty of big fish. Listen to me carefully. You never caught fish like this before because they were never here. They were never here. And if they swam by and we saw them jumping, they weren't biting. Now they're biting like ravaged dogs. Yep. Be out there, get the tackle. I don't want, I don't want to scold people, but I'm scolding people. But you know what, Steve? Um, <clears throat> you messaged me uh, a couple weeks back when I put out that one flyer, and, and you um, corrected me. Um, and and I'm, I, you know, humbly say that I'll definitely take uh, input from from guys that have been in the water longer than I have, and even those that haven't, that have learned something I haven't. Uh, you mentioned um, about the torque and the fathom sixty, the forty. You call those medium frame, and you said those right. are definitely not hundred pound uh, reels. And so, um, 
the, that Fathom 40, I'm so impressed by that reel. I mean, you know, I know that that reel could handle some big fish in the 200-pound range. But on this trip that we just came came back from, uh, we had one, we had our captain, uh, Johnny DeWitt, got 160 on our extra heavy, 40 to 80, and he had the Fathom uh, 40 on it with 80-pound Spectra, 80-pound Top Shot. Um, He's a captain, so he knows exactly how to fight a fish. You know, he's been down in PV and been in the water for 30 years. But as he, you know, was fighting that fish, that handle uh, bent on him, and that's how hard he was fishing that that reel. Uh, and, and you know, you came to mind right away about right gear. So we had different different reels. Um, you know, people had their own preferences. We had Makairos on the boat. We had Shimano. Um, Speedmasters and Talicas. Uh, there was a one uh, international 16 VISX, and so you could see the difference between this Fathom 40 and that international 16. I mean, it, the, the international 16 is a tank. And so now, you know, I understand exactly why you say, you know, you could use that reel for 100. Unfortunately, that international 16 didn't didn't pick up a, a, a big tuna. Um, the ones that we the two bigger ones we had was on the Fathom 40, and the other one was on the uh, Speedmaster 20. And so even that Speedmaster 20, you know, the, the frame's a little uh, thicker, so it was able to handle that fish. But, you know, people people don't know, like you said, they don't have an idea how hard these fish pull. You know, they once they, they take that long, long run and they take that dive, they just dog you. And if you don't have the right rod, and the right reel with the right line, you are not going to bring this fish up to the surface. They will break you off. Uh, they they will dog you for hours. And they are such a strong fish. I definitely have a a newfound respect. Uh, you know the two fish I I helped the guys uh, kill while they needed a break. Um, they are no joke. You know Oliver, I heard that uh, you know once you get tired on those big bluefin, it really helps to uh, eat a banana. Uh, mid-fight <laughs> it gives you energy <laughs> um yeah um but yeah it's the potassium that does it exactly <laughs> and, and it oliver's is. sitting here with a banana so um we, it luckily we don't have any tuna circling the station right now so they'll well, they'll be biting later but you know, it, it keeps it, it keeps being said and you listen to what these guys are telling you i mean it wasn't too long ago when a 400 and 500 would handle this no more you know you 600 700 800s what whatever the 40s the pins the fathoms you need to step it up and you know you know and look at guys we know they're expensive you can go out there and rent this stuff so look around when you get on a boat you need in in my opinion a minimum right now of five rods and I, I actually taken six on my next trip coming up. So seven, if you include the jig stick. Um, yeah, and the and, you're right. And you know what? Uh, in the bass rod, of course. <clears throat> um, look, you know. Don't rent- bring the bass rod. Don't even bring it <laughs> yeah. on the boat. Where's Sergio? Where's Sergio? Make him put it back in the car. We we, we were not even going to mention the bass rod right. until you just did. So, but you know, hey, look at when the fish are not that huge and stuff. A bass rod would be fun, but. Right now, you have a fish of a lifetime waiting for you. And all makes sense. You know, I was as, as I got off the boat on Friday morning, and I did see uh, Steve Duncan came by and said hi. I didn't realize that 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 uh, 
Oliver was down there, I would have uh, found my way over. But it was like uh, a, a number of years ago when the Super Bowl was in was in Pasadena. I, I was fortunate to attend the Super Bowl. It was like the Super Bowl of fishing. You had four long-range boats. This is just at Fisherman's Landing. The Royal Star, the Excel, the Shogun, and the Searcher all had lines formed, um, you know, to board. All those boats were, were, were getting ready to board for two-and-a-half or three-day trips, you know, over the, over the weekend. And it was like I was at a high school reunion, just walking, you know, towards the tackle shop. People were like, hey, Steve, what's going on? Hey, everybody that I know was going out. And, you know, they're getting fine, you know, fine-tuned uh, instructions on the tackle. These, were, these, are, these are the elite anglers, even people that, that I know from up in Sacramento and Chico. If they're serious anglers, they're there in San Diego. Um, again, the superlatives elude me a little bit. Um, no matter what you thought was going on in the good old days, it's twice as good. Yeah, it, I have a couple of friends that uh, just got here uh, yesterday from Hawaii and are right now on their way to San Diego and they're heading out. Uh, it, but also took them two months to get a booking. So the boats are booked. So keep trying. You know, they have cancellations. Get them down there. Uh, I have, um, you know, I take uh, calls and stuff. And the, the best thing I can tell you is just keep trying. And you'll get out there and get on there, but right now you need to get out there and get on a boat and and, and get with it because who who well, knows well, tomorrow. One little hint to maybe help people out, and of course they don't sponsor the show or anything, but I want to make sure people get out there. Is um, our friends on board the Tomahawk? Right. Has extended boat uh, maintenance that that you know that finally got done. Okay, and, Steve. Uh, so hold that thought. On the schedule. Hold that thought. We got to go to break. So. This is Angels Radio, AM830 KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles, and we'll be right back. wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're speaking another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Gentlemen, now you can find the best brands and fits for you without even trying. Just follow these easy instructions. Step one, shop a personalized store that does all the work for you by customizing a selection for your taste and body. Step two, level up your closet with the best brands and fits with little to no effort. Not trying has never looked so good. Introducing Stitch Fix Freestyle, your personalized store. We're so you. Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. 
Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire, where Angels baseball lives. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AM830, its owners, or management. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AM830KLAA, its owners, or management. Any and all on-air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA30KLAA. Welcome back to hour number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. All right, everybody, welcome back. And at, normally at this time, we'd be playing uh, Sharp Dress Man. But um, unfortunately, and I need everybody out there to keep Danny in your thoughts, okay? Right now, Danny is uh, under the weather. Uh, he's okay, so when I say that, but just uh, say a lot of nice, beautiful things about him because he's one heck of a person. Um, so I will be given the, um, uh, the best that I can. I don't talk like him, but... Um, I will do my best to uh, give you what's going on with the show next week. And um, we are going to play again the uh, Hotel Palmas de Cortez uh, gym. You know, it's the East Cape. It's going to be the East Cape getaway. Uh, and on Angels, on Angler Chronicles TV. And Danny and John always put together a great episode. We're going to air this again. Um, it's with Sergio and Rhonda, and when they all went down to the East Cape to, uh, and they tried a lot of beautiful things out there. They, um, you know, did all the other amenities that are out there in the East Cape, you know, horseback riding, all this stuff. It's a great, great show. Get out there and watch it. You know, I don't do it justice like uh, Danny does or Sergio, um, but it also airs, um, it looks like it's going to be on five times this next week, you know, Sunday at 8. We play the episode from our last one, and then at 8.30 it starts airing. It also airs on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then if you want to see it again one last time, it'll be Sunday. So, uh, Danny, I know that uh, Get Well, uh, I didn't do it as well as you do, but we also have an award-winning show. You get out there and you watch what John and Danny put together. And with Sergio, uh, it is one of the coolest shows you'll see. We have the awards to prove it, and that's how hard that these guys work to make this a great show. Um, I'm not going to talk about the Angels right now because they're having a little problem. Uh, so uh, let the Dodgers keep rolling, and the Angels will get righted. And, uh, but anyways, I want to mention that Nacho's Bait Barge has uh, bait. Um, at the, the um, <clears throat> Nacho's Bait Bar's Long Beach, uh, Long Beach Bait Company. They have live squid and sardines through the weekend. So, Danny, thank you for that report. And once again, I want to keep moving on. Uh, there's so much fish out there. Uh, I know I'm not doing the show justice, but the show is there. It's there every week at the same time. Sometimes there's a little bit of an interruption for an angel game. Uh, and and we check out this, uh, you know, all our friends down at the uh, – Palmas de Cortez and the other and Las Barillas, what a great great place! And I know you you've all been there, so go ahead. Yeah, Ron, with um, that show was that the one that Rhonda caught that big marlin? Yes. Oh wow! So you know, um, <laughs> we've caught some uh, awesome fish there. The fishing there, uh, what um, who would Jacques Cousteau said it was the. Uh, uh, 
jewel the aquarium of the world yes uh, something like that uh, th every species that you can possibly think of is out there and you can catch it uh, i particularly really like the uh, yellowfin uh, mm -hmm. when they get to that 35 foot level it's like all of a sudden they just fill themselves with water and it sounds like a pulling a refrigerator out of the water they just stop oh, wow. and which tends to what we're talking about the gear but let's go back to talking about uh, the tuna here locally we can't say enough about it um you got to pay attention to your gear um i will go off into a little ta uh, tangent here in a minute but i want to keep uh steve and uh, oliver you know um talking about rods and the reels that match up with these rods uh you know oliver makes one of the finest rods there is out there period hands down i do not even touch my old stuff and i have some really good old stuff uh and they'll match you up with the reels but just listen to what they're saying um these guys have been doing this and living this for quite a long time and they're getting the feedbacks from all the captains we get off boats and all they're pleading with us is please 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 get them to bring the right gear because even though right now they're coming back with pretty dog if they don't have limits or pretty dog on close they probably lost twice that yeah, I, I'm not even going to mention the boat, but there was there was a boat that was out on Saturday, a well-known boat uh, that I fished on many times in the past. They hooked 32 fish. They landed four. Wow. Yeah. Well, now, um, I'm sure the people that, that landed the four fish were pro probably pretty happy, probably tired, but happy. But uh, I, what's the word? Is, is it a waste of effort? It's never a waste of effort to go fishing. Why would you do that? Why, so, why would you uh, go out and know for a fact that what you hooked, what you anything you hooked, you weren't going to catch it? Well, uh, what 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 really gets me is if it, they they head out there and they know they don't have the right equipment and they paid this. Now it's an astronomical sum of money, um, for the opportunity to catch a fish of a lifetime, and they're not going to do it. So, so people don't know what they don't know. And if they haven't experienced um, pulling on one of these fish, uh, even at 80 pounds, I, I mean, Steve, you know, before all this phenomena, you know, what, what was our biggest tuna around here? You know, 40, 50 pounds, uh, you know. Well, yeah, I, I, I like to sort of uh, analogize it with uh, if you got a 25-pounder in the past, you were pretty happy. Hey, that's great. Cool, cool. If you got a 50-pounder, there's a good chance that it was your career biggest bluefin that you ever caught. That's right. And if you caught a 100-pounder, there's a good chance you had the biggest one of the year. Yeah, and absolutely. And that's, that's how it was. And now the 100-pounders are like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Those are the small ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are your 25-pounders uh, in comparison. So um, we, we got a piece of word of advice from a captain on the water, uh, Mike Blue. Send me a message. Um, <laughs> he says that anyone could buy a two-speed reel. You, you just don't fill your tank with gas for one week, and you'll be able to afford one. How's that? <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and speaking of that, I want to say good morning to you know all the listeners: Cliff, Mike, <clears throat> Don, Joe, uh, John Santangelo. Thank you guys. Uh, support us every week, Mike, uh, and then all the guys at Tempe, Arizona, that are out there working. So um, I get that, you know, uh, Steve, you, you get the same questions I, I get. You know, do I really need this? Um, you know, it's going to cost me $1,000 to get this set up. I, I typically ask, how much is it costing you to go on that trip? Um, you're spending minimum 500 bucks, minimum. 
Um, and then I'm really going cheap on that. Um, you're gonna spend a thousand dollars to go on this on on this tuna trip um, if you want to do it right. You know, day and a half, two day. Um, your tip, your food, fish cleaning, yada yada yada. So if you're gonna spend a thousand dollars, why not go spend another thousand dollars on a brand new setup? You can't afford a brand new setup. Get a used setup. Um, you don't have the money. We all have so much gear that we buy over the years. You know, um, I, I see guys buying their 20-pound setups. They have three of those, three, four, you know, three or four, 30, 40-pound setups. And so I tell them, look, if you can't, if you don't have the money, start selling some of your your stuff. And you really just need one 20-pound setup, another 40-pound setup, a 60-pound setup, and your 100-pound setup, and you're and you're done. Simple. Um, you know, just bring four rods. You know, we, we talk about five, six, seven. Really, all you need is four at most. Uh, something light, you know, for the smaller fish, which, by the way, are not around. Uh, something, you know, heavy, 40 pound, um, that you could, you know, fight a fish that's going to be between your 30 and, and 60, 80 pounds. Uh, and, and, and believe me, right now, if you're fishing 40 and you hook an 80-pound fish, you are completely undergunned. Mm -hmm. the, these are pissed-off teenagers. They are going crazy, and they will they will break you off on 40. So, you know, um, bring 30, 60, and 100. You're set. That's yeah. all you really need right now. And, and most of the fish that are being caught are being caught on 60 and 100-pound rigs. Yeah, that, that's a good that's a good point, Oliver. Um, one thing I do notice too is that you know, some guys are saying you know, well the setups are expensive. You know, I don't have money for this. I don't. I getting new braid and all this stuff, and then like you're saying, they'll show up to the boat. You know, with a, with a half a reel of braid or a three quarter reel of braid. Um, but if you think about it, okay, you go into the boat, you pay all this money for your tuna trip, you hook onto a huge tuna, and this thing takes off. You can't stop it. Guess what? It took all your braid. You're gonna have to replace it anyway. So might as well do it beforehand. Then you have a better chance of getting that fish of a lifetime. And then, you know, you can post that cool and picture. And keeping your braid. Yeah, and keeping <laughs> your braid. Exactly. Now, I, I don't want to speak for the tackle retailers out there. And if they could reach through the phone, they'd probably slap me. But a lot of times, if you're, if you're going into your friendly local independent tackle retailer, you want to buy a reel. Uh, if you buy one of the nice, and I don't want to even say inexpensive or expensive, one of the nice value-priced two-speed reels on the market, um, a lot of times they will uh, give you the benefit of the doubt on the price of the braid. Again, yep. I'm not, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't want to speak for any of them, but um, again... Well, well Turner's... It's Turner's thing that you're ever going to have in your lifetime. It's happening right now. Yeah, There's Turner's, no um, Turner's no right now, when you buy... When you buy a reel from Turner's, they actually uh, have a deal a lot of times. I don't know if it's running right now, that if you buy a reel from them, they'll put the braid, they'll fill it for free. So well, there, there are go. a lot of deals out there, but just search around and find them. You know, some shops will give you 300 yards, and then you just yeah, pay yeah. for the extra 200. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, right. you know, and, and you should put four or five hundred um, right um, yards of spectra. So another thing I, I see, Steve, that was causing issues. Is spools coming? Uh, spools coming in, you know, halfway, three quarter of the way with uh, spectra, and then being topped uh, topped off with either eighty or a hundred pound um, mono be before tying the jig. Is that the music? That is the music. That break. is the music already, boy. This this day is flying. 
All right, guys. So this is uh, Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM830 KLAA, and we'll be right back. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Freedom Boat Club, Huntington Harbor, San Pedro, Redondo Beach, Marina Del Rey. Live a hassle-free boating experience, enjoying the very best sport fishing in all of Southern California. Center consoles, pilot houses, bow riders, duffies, and much more. Freedom Boat Club, from Ventura to San Diego, plus more than 350 locations worldwide. Call 657-339-2300. That's 657-339-2300. Or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Angels Radio AM 830 All right, welcome back everybody to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA um, As we were talking, uh, we'll get back into it more Steve, sorry for cutting you off, but uh, go ahead and continue on what you were talking about. Well, <laughs> I was just ranting. I, I, I'm yeah, not sure I, I was talking co- in, in any sort of comprehensive way. But, <laughs> but uh, if you're going to go fishing, if you're good, if that's going to be your sport, and you're, you know, you know what? And uh, I'll try to find uh, the results of the poll. There's a lot of reasons that people go fishing. I mean, yeah, we on the show all talk about what we do, what, why we go, etc. Sometimes people just go fishing to get out of mowing the lawn, <laughs> and, you know, and, and that's a perfectly valid reason. Or they they go to uh, you know to get some fresh air and some sunshine, uh, spend time with family and friends, etc., etc., etc. So you know, a lot of people go to just go to go. But if you're out there and suddenly your your best friend or your brother-in-law or just some guy you met it you know while standing in line to, to board the boat. He catches a 150-pound tuna, and, you know, your trusty, rusty old rod that's always been your friend um, just broke again. You've hooked three fish in a row and haven't even, haven't even affected the fish. You should start thinking, hmm, maybe I should have prepared a little more closely. And in the year of social media, none of this is a secret anymore. Right. None of this requires any super extensive knowledge other than, not being afraid to ask the question and and pay attention when people uh, you know give you the proper advice. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah, you, you know, you're right. And um, right now, we need to go to Steve's already queued up. I can see so uh, Steve Phelps from Long Beach Sport Fishing. Um, we got the your buddy here. What's the music? Well, come on, don't do that to me. Okay. So, good morning, Steve. Let's have a blue report. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, okay, now that Steve's live, <laughs> I have a video. 
Oh, God. I have a video of Steve singing karaoke. What? Yes, I do. Oh, man, let's see it. I will give $1. I will show you the video. See, I'm going to market this for you, Steve, and we'll split the profits, okay? I appreciate that. And guess what he was singing? Ice, ice, Oliver baby. knows. It is that that was the, awesome, man. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so good morning, Steve Phelps. How you doing, my friend? Good, good. Thanks, guys. It was good to see you, and we had fun. And uh, you, I hope you gave your wife a big hug and kiss for bringing you and then taking you home. So no, actually, she uh, Ubered. She came to she came to pick me up later. I told right. her I was ready. At, I, I told her I was ready at nine. She showed up, and she. Uh, she let me stay till about 10.30, but I bought her a nice, cool Michael's hoodie for it. Yeah, that was very <laughs> nice of you. So what's going on with Long Beach sports fishing? All right, let's start off with the El Dorado. El Dorado's been uh, Captain James yesterday. He fished. He decided to fish San Nicholas Island. We had a nice little good weather window, and he did really good. They hooked, they hooked a couple of mystery fish in the dark. Um, they don't know what they were. They did meet her some yellow, so... They assumed they were yellowtail, but uh, broke them both off and basically finished their day with some big reds and, you know, some chuckleheads, lingcod, sheephead. You know, they loaded up. It was a good day for, for Captain James. Uh, he went out last night, tanked the live squid. Not sure exactly where he uh, where he decided to fish today, but I'll post up the report later on social media. If you guys uh, want to follow us on Instagram or Facebook, I, uh, I try to post something every day, you know, whether it be our trips or fish counts or updates and i would like to mention this tuesday night on the el dorado we have a pre-covid price special of only 150 dollars if you prepay through the website oh I'm, so are you sold out yet not yet not yet we got plenty of room right now we got plenty of room but but you need to prepay through the website and that price can change at any time whenever i decide to bump it back up so so uh jump on the website guys as soon as you can, it's longbeachsportfishing.com. Click book online and, and you know, take advantage of that, that midweek special. Okay, what about the, the Victory? Victory's been doing good. They're, they're still fishing their, their local stuff. Um, it's been really good fishing for salmon grouper, some reds, going inside. And calico bass fishing starting to pick up. Lots of shorts, lots of action in the afternoon. Um, picking away, a few, you know, a few legals, but it's been really fun. Um loading up in the morning and then going inside and fishing those calico bass they're also seeing a few barracuda popping they're just not biting yet so i think it's just a matter of time before that surface action really heats Ooh. up okay i i yes uh we you know obviously we have a trip with you uh, next weekend so i cannot wait i hope that the local action uh is keeps hot and keeps going i want to see some more yellows um i'll keep praying and uh, oh, yeah. we'll we'll take care of you next week. And I, that trip is sold out, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, call the te- go online, and I, you have a place for a, a standby, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. We have standby right. on all so, the boats. So you know, so get on, on there because things happen. It, I I hey, I get cancellations all up until the day you know we're leaving for the trip. So uh, you never know. Exactly. Exactly. So how do we get a hold of you? It's longbeachsportfishing.com. That's how you, you book our trips. Click the book online tab. If you uh, have any questions or any issues trying to book, just give us a call at 562-432-8993. Okay. And you can do the same for the Victory, correct? Yes, yes. For, for any of our boats, you know, give us a call. Look through the website. Okay. 
Um, I know a lot of people that are old like me. Now, I do use the Internet and stuff, but uh, how do you get it? What's the phone number again? 562-432-8993. Thank you very, very much. You know, I, I can't let you go without this. <laughs> yeah. VIP. <laughs> Let's kick and it. if you guys do not believe that this man has a voice. Well, let's hear it. Oh, no, no. I, I'm i charging you guys. I told you. Uh, there's no way that this is going to be a... Um, I'm going to make some money off this. And it was, well, it was well worth the... Uh, I, I have... Steve, nicely done, my friend. You know, I wish I would have been there, honestly. That would have yeah. been so awesome. I well, even I even gave Oliver a shout out. But the, the sad thing is, I know every single word to that song, and I, I just couldn't I couldn't keep up. I blame it on the uh, the second Mai Tai. Ron so graciously had <laughs> to That's all it takes. <laughs> I asked him. I said uh, after he had his third one, I said, "Hey, did you notice that second one was a little a bit?" He goes, "Yeah." And I go, "I added a shot for you there, buddy." There you go. So he was yeah, flying. Next thing I know, he's out there realize, singing. People don't realize these Mai Tais are 32 ounces as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, next time uh, I'll volunteer to be one of your backup dancers. Oh, man. It was it was oh, great. Perfect. Steve, thank you for the <laughs> memories. I'll see it. it is the funnest <laughs> thing. And I will talk to you later, my friend. All right, guys. You have a good day. All right. Bye. <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, like I said, I will show anybody that video, and you guys need to see it. And I won't even charge you. It is well worth the price of admission. So, all right. Uh, let's see. Okay, I, I know that we were talking about everybody showing up with not the proper equipment. So, with that being said, um, let's go to Oliver first and give me a pairing, what you did on your last trip, and talk about that. So, <clears throat> uh, we have about nine guys. And um, you know we we sponsored the Outriders, so we got rods on that boat, and, and everyone that came on, I, I said, look, you know, we don't know what we're gonna run into. Um, we're hopefully gonna run into the big boys, so make sure you're bringing, you know, 20, uh, 25, 40, 60, and 100. Those are the four uh, setups that I, I literally require the people bring. Um, and then we have a, a loaner set that we keep at the shop that we bring bring on our trips. Um, and, and sure, right off the bat, you know, Captain Jeff said, hey. You know, these, these fish are big, they're mean, um, and we've been broken off on 30, being manhandled on 130. So at that point, we knew that we were going to be in for it. Um, knife jigs that night. So we went, um, you know, somewhere between 20 and 30 miles, so I'm going to give you an exact number uh, from the point. And um, around 130, we spotted the first school, uh, drive jigs. And that school was holding around 240 as usual, and all of a sudden they came out to around 50. Mm -hmm. So um, I overshot them at first, and then I saw someone that had just come out, dropped the line, and got bit right away. So I wound up fast and you know got got bit on the way up. These were small fish, uh, 20 to 50, but boy they were mean. Uh, you know that night that night fish is is mean. We uh, had a couple of tangles, yada, 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 and, you know, we got a few fish in the boat, moved on to the next spot within minutes, um, fish between 50 and 80, and that was game on. Um, the 180-pounder was hooked on 130-pound rig on a triple X, um, and that fish really gave us a battle. I mean, I, I helped the guy that, that you know, uh, hooked that fish. And, uh, there's a little video of me going around the boat on that 
on the railroad with that with the 130 pound setup. And let me tell you that that fish was not coming up. He he was fighting for its life, and it it was a, a nice battle. So at that point, we all knew we had to fish heavy. You know, we we could not drop to 60 or 80. It was a hundred, period, a hundred, hundred and thirty. And so this is that that's just the way that these these fish are, are fighting. We literally limited out for for the for the uh, passengers by three a.m. Yeah. In that spot, you know, we were done between one thirty and three thirty. Limited out, so we we spent the rest of the day down down by the by the pens looking for the big boys, you know, to uh, to catch the cruise limit. We had four crew members, and so we knew we had space for another eight fish. Um, you know, and that's that's where the eighty to one hundred and sixty pound fish uh, came came on. Uh, so we got both limits. Headed back in early. Um, we actually slept at the dock. Uh, we tied at the dock. We we were back in the bay by, uh, I believe it was nine or ten p.m. And so there was no need, you know, to to stay out there fishing you know, the the second night because we we had limited out already. Yeah, and and, and guys, I don't when you when you hear well, why didn't they go look for, you know, yellowtail or something else? But this was a tuna trip, so and that's just what it is. It's just. I had a I had a guy call me and say, "Well, you're not going to be one of those guys that bring us in once you limit out." Well, yeah, if that's what we're going to go looking for, I was ready to come back in at yeah, you know, at and, the end and it, it's just the way it is. Steve, have you run across that? Uh, people that are that that want to stay out and fish for uh, five pound yellowtail after you've limited on tuna. Yeah, crazy. There are people like that, yeah. but thankfully. Usually, those are the people that that didn't have their entire body stressed <laughs> for a couple of hours cumulatively bringing in the big tuna. Most of the time, I don't know about you, but I'm more than happy to take a nap. Oh, absolutely, yes, sir. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm one of those guys. On, on our trip, on our trip, we did have we had one gentleman that had um, some night vision issues. And, you know, literally couldn't be safely out on the deck in the dark. And, and you know, luckily we caught enough fish during the daytime that, that he was able to do all right. And um, you, you just have to realize that this is the ultimate fishing. So, um, and, and there's another question that somebody asked me. Uh, they, they know that sometimes that when you get on a boat, then it's wide open. So you caught your two fish, do, they, do you keep fishing? Different boats have different boats have different policies. The law reads right. that both boat limits are are allowed. That means if you have, let let's just say you have ten anglers on the boat, so, you know, and and also Oliver brought up crew limits, but that's kind of a separate issue. Um, and so if the limit is two fish per person, you can catch twenty fish. Doesn't matter if one person catches nineteen, you know, and and everybody else put together catches one. You have you have your twenty fish. How you divide them up? Um, you know, it's kind of up to you know either the owner or the captain. Okay, but Steve, we got to go to break. fish, he cannot get off the boat. Okay, Steve, we got to go to break, bud. So hang on to that thought one more time. Angler Chronicles, Angels Radio, AM eight thirty KLAA. We'll be right back. Radio. AM 830. 
Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo atabato. And our Carne de Teresa Salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. Okay, everybody, welcome back to... Angels Radio AM830 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles, and we're in a pretty uh, interesting discussion about uh, limits and so on and so on. And uh, Steve, go ahead and continue. So, yeah, I was just, just finishing up regarding the concept of boat limits. That is, uh, the boat has X number of anglers and crew on board, and you can have Y number of fish total for all those people. Doesn't matter who caught them. If everybody's around and watch one person catch them all uh the total limit on the boat is what is legally allowed however any individual angler cannot walk off the boat with more than one person's worth of limit right so that's kind of the way that it works and to, to, to use a euphemism uh for people that don't like to fish at two in the morning um Sergio, can Sergio hear us? Uh, I I don't know if they can or not. I know that the the, the uh, reception and the telephone uh, are very spotty out there. So, um, uh, no, well, but he's no, going no, to no, he's no, going to listen to the show. Trust me. Oh, okay. Well, okay. The concept is a lot of times the best bite is is in the dark. It, it, you know, it might be at a civilized period of like ten to midnight, yep. or it might be from two a.m. to four a.m. But if you snooze. You lose. Well, oh, yeah. and he knows that too. In fact, he went to uh, Turner's for and bought a bunch of knife jigs. And I go, you don't get up at night. Why would you? You know? And he goes, they're for you. I I am. Nice. No, he does. He takes good care of me when I don't get to go with him. And and um, but he knows. Hey, the minute that boat stops, I'm up. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, Ben and I are. On the stern, throwing out whatever which way the boat's moving, mm-hmm. we'll throw out the up opposite side. Let that, you know. And the other thing is too, I want to talk about what weights are actually working the best right now. I mean, whether you know it's a 50 gram, 80 gram, 250, 350. 
Um, I know that I caught my last one on a 250 gram knife jig that glowed in the dark. So there's so current, many things out there. How much current? There was, was a yeah. What I'm going to say, moderate current. Yeah. Okay. And then you know, like a 350 um, for a little heavier current, and even go higher. But it's just. Um, and, and this all ties in with having the proper equipment. Uh, you show up with flat balls that are 80 gram. Good luck. Yep. And then fly lining. And and Steve knows that I change every hook out. I mean, I, I don't care what it is. It goes to an owner, whether it's a dancing stingers or the uh, XTX, um, STX, uh, you know, the uh, tr uh, treble hooks, whatever it is, I change my hooks out. I use the hyper wire, split wires you got to take care of that gear and, and, and do it properly. So what do you think of that, Steve? Well, yeah. I mean, it's like anything else. Uh, you've got to be prepared for, for a variety of depths that the fish are at. We caught fish at depths from 120 to over 400 feet deep. And the nice thing is just about all the captains will kind of keep a running commentary. And they'll say, okay, I see they're coming under the boat now. They're at... 280 to 320 feet. And another key thing we haven't talked about too much is marking your line. Um, you got to, you know, use a Sharpie. Don't, don't use watercolor, but uh, mark your braid, your super braid. I like to mark it about every 100 feet. Um, there are metered braids on the market that are metered, you know, uh, it, number one, it might be metric, which right off the bat uh, drives me crazy, but uh, it may color change every 10 feet. May color change every thirty feet in the middle of the night in the dark. I can't keep track. Well, I, I did. I read somewhere that uh, Iser line has coming out with a metered line. Yeah, but I believe it's every thirty feet. Every thirty feet, okay. And, uh, <laughs> and when you're trying to count down ten, yeah, you can't do it. Yeah. Okay. Over, under. Here comes a fish. Oh my God, I got a bite. I, I can't keep track. So I have white braid and I have a nice wide, about a three foot long strip that I've colored with, you know, a black sharpie. And uh, it, in, in the dark, in the middle of the night, I can just barely keep track of, okay, that's the third one that went through. Um, and, you know, if, if he says they're at 320 feet, it's not that hard to figure, all right. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's just a little bit past that number three mark. So you do, yours, thought, every, you do yours every 100? Every 100 feet. Okay. So, you know, guys, and, you're, and listen, you're little, listening to tips. Mark, um, you know, a nice long, like a three-foot piece of, of uh, you know, of very high contrasting black to the white brain mm -hmm. so i i can't make a mistake right um so guys are they're giving you tips and now i'm going to give you a visual so ben and i like to the boat the wind's blowing or it's not blowing whatever but you're going to have current your boat's going to move a certain way go to the opposite side cast your jig out let it sink can i and add to that opposite side if you're gonna do the opposite side, do not do it midship. Right, midship. Uh, you're right, everybody. I, you know, about, I said stern. stern. Okay, <laughs> yeah. throw straight out, and by the time that you get to the side that you're supposed to be on, with wind in your face, you sh could be and should be closest to your mark. So, and that's how you. Because if <clears throat> sometimes if the current's really ripping and you just drop straight down, it's not going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, we were using 400 grams uh, for the most part. Oh, there you go. Um, when we used 300, our our lines were scoping out. Yeah, that's. Um, Steve, you know, I don't know if you saw my post, but you know, anglers talk about having good weather, good fishing, good bait. If you get two out of the three, you're great. You know, we had all three. Uh, hardly any wind. I mean, you know, 
there was a little bit of a swell, uh, but the current was just ripping. And when we were uh, fishing the sinker rigs, uh, eight and ten ounces were scoping out, so we had to switch over to twelve and sixteen. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and that's that, exactly what you want, right. right? That's when the fish bite, when that current is ripping. And so um, got to bring the heavy stuff. I do want to go back to uh, Steve with, um, you know, you, you get a 100-pound um, reel of your choice. Why are people still going halfway uh, spectra and then adding mono? All that stretch on that mono, um, the way you know the way mono uh, and and depth work, it just it, it'll just scope out. You need the spectra to cut through the current and get down deeper. So, Steve, um, your opinion: full spectra or you know adding a hundred yards of mono? Well, for this kind of fishing, definitely not a hundred yards of mono. There's plenty of situations where that's that's a great way to do it. This is not one of them. Um, uh, and so you, you ask the question, why do people do that? Well, why do people do anything? Oh, sometimes uh, you mentioned the tackle shop gives 300 yards of free braid, um, so that's all they take is what was free. Um, or, they, or they just buy a, uh, you know, a one-shot filler spool at the tackle shop, which has 300 yards on there, and they just wind it on. They figure, hey, 300 yards, that's plenty. But you want the reel to be absolutely at least three-quarters full, and I like to say about about nine-tenths full. You can have yeah. a little, you know, maybe a 10-yard wind-on of monofilament to give yourself a little bit of stretch if you want to. Um, and even that's, you know, really optional if you have around 10 feet of, of a, of a wind-on mm -hmm. of 100, 130. Uh, people now are, are going for night fishing with 200 pounds on the wind-on. It doesn't have to be very long. Mm -hmm. And that's all for night fishing now. For daytime fishing, um, it, it still amazes me that in the daytime you can get a bite on with a, with a live bait and a uh, and a 12 ounce or a 16 ounce sinker. You can get a bite on 100 pound test. Yep, 130. So do that. Uh, we we didn't get any bites on 130, but I, I certainly don't doubt that it's happening. Mm -hmm. That's just how good it's been. Yep. And I, I should also say, fresh line. Yeah. Uh, monofilament uh, will. Literally on your reel in the off season, if you put it on last year in October or November at the end of the season, and just put your reel away, it went bad on the on the reel over the over the winter. It did. Yep. Braid is pretty inert, and assuming that it, it, the fish didn't rub you along the bottom of the boat or something like that, uh, it'll last a number of years, and it'll start to look like it's growing little hairs. That's <laughs> that'll be your. Uh, I'll be your clue that your braid is going bad. It starts to brown when it's white. So, uh, well, you know, one thing I always tell people is watch what the boats are doing. What is, what are the boats doing with their uh, boat uh, setups, you know, the crew? And, you know, what I see in most boats is full spectra tied to a swivel with a six-foot, no longer than that, 200, 300-pound liter to that jig. And if you do that, you'll be successful because that's what those guys do. Right, um, and on our trip, the, the guys that did exactly that, you know, were very successful, very successful with with you know getting hookups and, and landing their fish. There's plenty of stretch on that in that six foot mono. And you know, guys, too, is you, you pay attention. Oliver brought up the greatest point. Let the crew help you. Look, I know how to tie knots, and 
I always have the crew do my knots, especially when we're going for the big ones. Um, <clears throat> it just it just makes sense, you know. It's it. I'd rather have them tie. Uh, you know, the I I use one thirty a lot of times, a hundred pound. Um, let them do it. They do it every single day. You know, um, ask for help. Uh, even at our age, Steve, help is good. Oh <laughs> um, uh, yeah, help is good. And also, I mean, not to put too fine a point on it. Uh, these crew people know that if they do, you know, they do it exactly right, and you catch the biggest fish of your life, which you probably will if you go out right now, they'll get a better tip. Oh, <laughs> I mean, absolutely, not, not absolutely. Not to put too, too fine a point on it. They want you to catch the biggest fish of your life. Yep. That's what they want. Yes, they I do. saw. I saw one of my guys dropped a four hundred dollar tip after the big fish. That's a which, yeah. You know. Yeah, that, you know, and you know. They just do it all the time, you know. And I, I know how to tie every well, not every knot, but I, I don't hesitate. Hey, here you go. Would you please tie me up? I there's no Nothing hesitation wrong with that. Um, and wrong it, with that. and you know, it's like when I hang out with Steve every once in a while. Like what's a one time during the year when I get to see him, we always have questions, don't we, Steve? It's always, hey, what are you doing with this? What are you taking for this? What's going on with this? If you don't ask questions, you're probably not going to be successful either. Um, the guy next to you just landed a hundred-pound fish, and you're you haven't landed a thing. You might want to be asking questions. Um, and we keep giving you tips week after week, you know, about proper gear, line, everything else. All I can tell you: don't go out there with what you got. If <laughs> I mean, you drop down right now, it's going to be a thirty-pound fish up to a close to a four hundred-pound fish, and that's the chance you take. And, and, you know, I mean, it, it, it to one degree, it's a little bit of a shame because we have these beautiful, what I call medium-sized tuna. You know, that might be 25 to 50, maybe even a little bit bigger than that, pounds, which is a, a wonderful, fantastic fish. All right, Steve, we've got to take a break. True. So oh, hold, okay, hold on ahead. to that thought again, Steve. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLA. We'll be right back. AM 830. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California, just south of the 405 Freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action, causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. Angels Radio, AM 830. All right, everybody, welcome back to 
Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM830 KLA. Steve, once again, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but carry on. So, so yeah, so uh, what would under any other circumstances be a fantastic fish, a 25-pound tuna, a 40-pound tuna, a 50-pound tuna, when you're using this heavy gear that we're talking about, it is true, you pretty much wind them straight to the boat. You know, I don't, I don't want to say it's a shame, but that's the reality of it because the, I, I remember, well, I remember, yeah, three whole days ago, um, on our trip on, on the searcher, we had one particular stop, we caught two fish. You know, we were kind of moving and, and chasing the schools around. We caught two fish in this one particular stop. One was 20 pounds. One was 180 pounds. Yeah. Isn't they that amazing? Swimming, they were swimming together. So what are you going to do? How are you going to say, oh, I don't want to catch that big one. That's too big for me. Um, you know, you're just you're going to fish with the big gear. And, and, uh, I, and I'm, you know, I'm who's I, I can never remember, Ron. I'm a few months older than you, or you're a few months older than me. It doesn't matter. <laughs> We're the same age. I can't keep track. Um, and I just, I amazed myself that I literally, one, one of the tuna that I caught was 52 pounds. I remember where the, where the, the gaff bark went into him, so I knew which one he was. And, um, and I literally, as soon as I hooked him, I put the reel in, in low, turned the handle, and the fish came straight to the boat. Yep. Yeah, and, and you know what's funny? Um, <laughs> we were laughing about this the other day. Um, okay, so you drop down, and you catch this fish. You're gonna know right away how big it is. <laughs> you know, it, you're gonna well whether it's you know fifty, two hundred. There's gonna be a big difference. Big. Difference. You're hand it off. If you don't want that big fish, I guarantee you somebody on that boat will be more than happy to reel that in for you. And Definitely. so, like we just got through, there's every size is down there. Like Oliver said, they, they pulled up and they had 30 pounders, 25, 30 pounders. That's fantastic. You know, that is a fun fish. Catchable. Catchable. <laughs> but you'll know a big difference when you i mean even an 80 pounder versus a 30 pounder you know the difference and if you're going to go oh you know i just hand it off <laughs> somebody will reel that in but but you know what i want to make an, another editorial comment it's not fair to expect the deckhands who of course are all 22 years old and in perfect condition it's not fair to just poop out uh, because you can only fight the fish for five minutes. I, I, if you don't I agree. want to do it. That's fine. I agree. But but yeah, if if you know for a fact that yeah that you're going to poop out quickly, um, you know it, that's just not fair. Well, you know you have the rail. You have other ways of of uh, standing there and and helping yourself out. You know it, we all know that technique. Hey, Steve and I are not spring chickens, but I'll tell you what, uh, my 160, yeah, beat the heck out of me, but I'm not giving it up. Um, if I had to, absolutely, but you just never know. And um, I'm still waiting for that 200-pounder, and at my age, I want a 200-pounder. Um, I think it'll happen this year. I, you know, we got a two-and-a-half day on the Ocean Odyssey coming up, uh, and I fish all night, all night and all day, and I want that 200-pounder. So, Sir, I salute you because I, mm -hmm. I, I have no desire of any of that. Well, I will gladly help the guys that need a breather, 
Now, did I say that I'm going to do it by myself? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you say you want to hook one. Yeah, oh, there you, there you go. Hook in hand. But hook I think uh, we, it's like Serge and I go back and forth. I said, well, why don't we tag team? And he just looks at me and goes, no. <laughs> he goes, um, I want that 200-pounder. And I'll be happy to share it with somebody because, you know what, I got a 200-pounder. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to fish myself to where I hurt myself, even though I couldn't walk for half a day. <laughs> but, Steve, you ever felt like that? I mean, just... Well, you know, like I say, way, way back, what tackle was uh, was not that good compared to what we have now. Exactly. You know, when I was 22 years old, like the deckhands, I would catch a 100-pound tuna, and I would just immediately go and tie on a new hook and cast out again. Yep. <laughs> now... Um, I catch a 200-pound tuna. I take a nap for a couple hours. You know? <laughs> well, I caught him. That's after five gallons of water and everything else that I got. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. There's so many ways. You know, you got the rail. Rail is your friend. Um, you got so many things that you can do to help yourself out. And uh, I, I just, guys, if you listen to what's going on here in the show, and we've talked about it show after show after show, gear. Steve puts out the go, you know, puts out this list of proper gear. I think it's got five um, um, setups on there, you know. Um, yep. And and if you just pay attention to that, and you listen to Oliver, go to the website. Oliver, what's your website? FishingSyndicate.com. And look at what they're offering there, and it'll tell you what this is recommended for. What it what what you can catch. Um, and pay attention to everything. And then if you still have questions, call the landings. Call the people that you know that know how to fish, and mm -hmm. they'll help you. Um, your local tackle shops, um, if you go in there, they're all abuzz, too, because they're, they're, they're running low on this and that because of the, the, the what's going on right now. It's just I actually went in there, and they were out of braid. First time they've ever run out of braid. Wow. wow. Um, yeah. You know, in the 80 and 100-pound. Mm -hmm. um, mm hmm there's a lot of tackle shops out there, and I'm not saying any other turners. I have not run out of braid at ta turners yet, but there's a lot of tackle shops out. You'll find it somewhere. Yep. And there's no excuse for you not. And the things that bother me are half-filled lines, old line, and you can tell if it's old, especially when you see a braid that's got it's white <laughs> and it's <laughs> started off green. Um, you know, th what? there's no reason for it. Yeah, and no, the proper hooks, owner hooks. If you're not using owner hooks. You know, the replacement oh, okay. hooks uh, and everything. Let me make a quick editorial in, in, in support of owner hooks. Um, with your live bait rigs with the sinker, again, anywhere from an 8 to a 16-ounce sinker, a little bit emphasis on the heavier side. If you're using light tackle and using only 80-pound test for your live bait rig with your with your sinker, then you, you use the, the owner Mutu, not the Super Mutu, right. not the Mutu Hybrid, not the Mutu Light, the Mutu. Uh, a 2.0 with 80 pound. If you go up to 100 pound with your live bait, then you can use a 3.0 or a 4.0. But that owner Mutu circle hook is the standard live bait hook for these things. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Steve, you have that three to, um, you have those uh, uh, five different rods and stuff. Um, we don't have that much time left, but is it yeah, do you I'll do you have that out there do you have that out there we'll go through the light ones quickly a, you know a 20 25 pound rig for when the small schoolies are around the boat which hasn't been that often uh same thing with your 30 pound rig when you've got uh you know 30 40 pounders that are around the boat on the surface 
40-pound rig. Everybody should have one of those. Uh, that's kind of your standard fly lining uh, uh, unit for fish up to the 60, 70-pound range. Then a 60-slash-80, 60 that should be something like your Fathom or your Torque 40 Narrow. That would be, in these days, your light live bait rig and have it with 80 pounds. Don't use the 60. Mm-hmm. Put 80 on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And an 80-100 rig, like a Pen 16 VISX, or I've been getting a lot of questions lately from people that are like, well, should I buy the 20 VISX or the 16? I always say, how old are you? Because the 20 is an awesome, awesome reel, an unbelievable tool for catching these big fish. But it's not always going to be wide open where the fish are leaping in the boat like they are right now. There's going to be plenty of times where you have to fish all night you know, hours and hours on end, hoping for that one bite. Okay. And um, uh, there's a weight difference between the 20 and the 16. And if you're more likely to stay at the rail and stick with it to get that bite, the 16 will, will let you do it. Perfect. Oliver? So you want to match those uh, reels with rods that, you know, are going to be balanced. Um, starting off with, you know, a medium action rod, uh, like an 800M, to fish your 2530. You want to get a heavy action to fish your 40 and extra heavy to fish that you know 50 60 uh, I tell people you know, if you're gonna narrow it down just go go with the 2xh 50 to 100 because that's gonna give you that 60 to 80 pound range so it'll give you more range and you need that triple X to fish the 100 pound test uh, it is an absolute need it is no longer a, a a luxury it is no longer a desire it is a need if you're gonna be out there even on a full-day full boat like the Grande, the Liberty out of San Diego, you need those setups. You need that 100, you need that 60 to 80, and you absolutely need the 40, which, as Steve said, if you fish in Southern California waters, 40 is something that should be in your arsenal. And, Steve, when you were catching these 100-pounders at 22, was that on the <laughs> pen, was that on the pen Jake Masters or the pen 4.0? Oh, the standard unit when we knew we were after the bigger tuna back then was a wide 4.0 with 60-pound mono all the way. Nice. And one of those holds, holds about 300 yards of 60-pound mono, and a lot of times that was not enough. Exactly. Um, okay, so everybody, you got so much information today about what to use and what's going on out there. Get yourself on a boat. Get off the couch. Uh, take your son, daughter grandma grandpa whoever it is get out there and go fishing because right now you have a chance to catch a fish of a lifetime okay so i know uh andrew's over here chomping at the bit he wants to tell us about a new species of fish that was caught yeah there's a new uh california species of fish um it's called the california bumblebee (laughs) (laughs) it's actually classified as a fish now uh from Tuesday, I guess a court. Uh, it's the way that they're going to protect the bumblebee is they classified him as a fish, and now they're going to be classified endangered. So, I'm just curious, Oliver, do you have a bumblebee rod coming out? Oh boy, yeah, new series. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyways, making making fun of that, but I, I agree with the, you know bumblebees. Uh, if you ever figure, well, who? What about bumblebee? They are a very big part. Mm-hmm. of um pollinating and uh you need, we need to you know yeah we need to protect this stuff so uh, i can't believe they classified it as a fish they could, couldn't they just said that they're protected <laughs> yeah it's, it's something about okay, the, ver- but, the vertebrates and all okay, that but. so we got two minutes left um 
We got uh, Oliver's. Anything you want to say, real quick? Um, you know, guys, uh, get out there, enjoy yourselves, enjoy this fishery. We don't know how much longer it'll be here. Uh, it may go back to what a regular SoCal fishing used to be, which there's nothing wrong with that. You know, fishing between 15 to 40 pound test, enjoying the yellowtail sea bass, calico uh, fishery that we that we have here in California, pretty much in Southern California, uh, pretty much year round. Um, they're there. Boats may not run during the winter, uh, you know, boat work and whatnot. Uh, but if these, these fish stay here, um, you know, uh, we're going to have to reconsider our entire arsenal. And uh, there will always be people like Steve uh, telling us what we need to do uh, to make sure that we, we have successful trips. Steve? Well, yeah, it's, it's pretty special. Uh, these are the good old days, to borrow a phrase from from Carly Simon way, way back in the day, before, before Andrew was born. Um, <laughs> yeah, get off the couch, go fishing, uh, rent, rent the gear if, if you have to. Don't just go grab something that's rusty and sitting in the corner of your, of your garage. Yep. Rent the gear, get out there, fish, and you will not have an experience uh, in, probably in, in your lifetime. Like what you can have right now if you, if you get out there right now. Okay, guys, you know, you, you heard it all, and, and, and probably next week we're going to talk about it again because people, until we get everybody that shows up on a boat with the right gear, we're going to keep talking about it. Uh, go to anglerchronicles.com. We have some trips coming up uh, June 23rd on the Sport King. Then on July 7th we are on the Helena. And then on uh, July 13th on the Ocean Odyssey. Um, opportunities to go fishing. Um, and if anybody knows, Bruce has finally got his new engines back in the water. Uh, can't wait to see him. And then also the Helena. You know, it's a good little platform to be on. And there have been yellowtails showing up. Okay, everybody. It was a fun show. I cannot believe we went through two hours that fast. Uh, for those of you, we'll see you out at uh, Lake Elsinore. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM830 KLA. Have a great day. Syndicate out. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.